Hello, business besties, and welcome to another episode of the She vs. Real podcast. It's your girl, Danielle here, and this week's solo real talk is coming to you from my past week. My past week has been all about learning and reinforcing some lessons that I know I know, but the universe just really likes to make sure I know. (laughs) You know how those days go, right? So the past week I had a lot of coming to myself terms with pricing confidence, after hours and overtime work requests, and a little bit on firing clients and saying no to work. These are all topics that I have been approached by my clients about. And it's funny then when I'm on the other side of the table and they're happening to me and I have to take my own advice, I have to trust my own gut and instincts and I have to act on them. And in the interest of being always honest and transparent, I thought that they would be really applicable, pertinent discussion points for today's solo real talk episode. We're really diving into not just how to have pricing confidence, but you know what it's based on, what to do, and kind of the mindset work around it. I'm sharing what the after hours and overtime request was, how I handled the situation, and how I want you to handle it too as a business coach. And then as it relates to firing clients and breaking down some of the legalities of it, but then also you know when to say no to working with somebody and what to do and how to energetically wrap your head around turning down work. And, um, like I said, I hope you guys really will learn some great lessons from this conversation, just like I have had to in the past week. Now, as I also share at the end of the show, the month of March, I am doing a coffee giveaway, a coffee chat giveaway, because I really miss just being able to sit down with people and get coffee. I feel like that was a bigger thing before the pandemic than it is now. And it's just one of my favorite things to do is to like grab a matcha and chat with friends. Now I have been very graciously told this episode is like a chat with a friend. So let's throw some coffee in there too. And in the month of March, if you subscribe to the show or if you leave a review or both screenshot it, send it to me. And I am going to Venmo you for your favorite cup of coffee. You got to also tell me what you drink. Cause I'm curious what you guys are. I'm an oat milk matcha kind of gal, but on, on an, any given day, it's black coffee. It is straight up black coffee because mama needs some jet fuel to get through life. So I cannot wait to see what you guys think of this episode. When you leave a honest review, I'd love to hear what you think of the show. And if you subscribe or leave a review, it really truly helps the show grow. And it really helps us continue to build the table and expand to new, to include new people. So looking forward to all of that. I'm looking forward to learning all of your coffee orders and without further ado, friends, enjoy me having to learn some hard lessons this week. And hopefully you get to pick up a gem or two from what I've learned. So this week's episode is really based on a handful of lessons that have been repeated and presented to me over the past few days slash past week. And they are lessons in pricing confidence, lessons in overtime and after hours requests, and a really great one about firing clients or declining to work with people. These are really important topics as business owners. These are really important topics in life. And no one teaches you how to fire a client. No one teaches you how to price yourself. Well, hopefully I have. But these are 
discussion points that I think aren't talked about enough. And I hope that by sharing with you all kind of how my past week has been, that you're able to take a couple gems from what I've experienced and what I've had to relearn and can apply them into your own life and business. So the first one I want to talk about is pricing confidence. You guys probably know by now that I am a firm believer in charging the rate that you want to charge, plain and simple. Um, I also really like to remind people that our rate is not our worth and that when people say no thank you or you're too expensive, that they are referring to their wallet and their mindset and not your worth or value. And so I want to dive into this discussion a little bit more Um, and just like totally putting all my chips on the table. These three talking points about pricing after hours requests and firing clients, they're coming from legitimate experiences that I have been through this week. And so um, I'm hoping that by sharing what I've been through, we can also all share what we're going through. Um, This is also not meant to like throw shade at anybody or to put down anybody. I think that in everything we experience, there's an opportunity for a lesson. There's an opportunity for growth. And so let's grow together. Yeah. Okay. So pricing confidence to me is literally the ability to stand behind the price to which you're charging your services. It's not that complicated, right? But but it also is tremendously complicated because to actually stand behind the number that you're asking people to pay can feel scary sometimes. And I know when I was very first starting in business, I was undercharging because I wanted to build my book of business. I wanted to absolutely knock the work out of the park, over deliver, build a name for myself, build a reputation in our industries. And then slowly as I did that, my rates increased, increased, and increased. And I wish I could tell you that it was easier than just that. And for some people, they have the ability to say, I'm worth this much money, take it or leave it, boom. And for others like myself, it took a while to really accumulate that confidence in in what I do. And so when I talk about pricing confidence, I talk about your ability to stand firm and unwavering in the wind that is the naysayer's disbelief, right? Think about it. Whenever somebody maybe looks at your service menu or whenever somebody says, how much is a session with you? Are you able to say a session with me costs this much? Or do you say, well, and, um, and just, and you add all these qualifiers in, or you're really quick to start selling it because the price that you gave isn't sufficient because who you are as just a person standing there isn't enough. Um, last week I had somebody actually a few weeks ago, I had somebody approach me to do legal work for their business, which is great. I do that all the time. And they, um, asked for two different legal agreements. I gave them the quotes and I gave them kind of like the breakdown. If you've ever worked with me, you know, I'm going to tell you, this is how I work. This is what I expect from you. This is what you can expect from me. If you're ready to get to work, let's go. And the person said, yes. And then they came back to me a few weeks later after radio silence and a few follow-ups and just said, I'm sorry. I just didn't think that legal agreements cost this much. And I want to appreciate the honesty and I appreciate that they just didn't ghost me because I've had clients just never reply back, um, which is weird, but I, I like took a minute and I was, I'll be really honest with you, annoyed. I was super annoyed. I thought this person reached out to me an attorney. This person reached out to me through a referral, which means their friend or colleague also paid that much. And they're asking for forms that they really, really need in their business to legally work with the clients the way that they are 
serving them. And so I don't know what this person was expecting. And so when they said, I didn't expect legal agreements to cost this much, it felt like not a slap in the face, but it felt like that moment of like, I kind of like jerked my head back. And I just thought, how much do you think an attorney costs? Like, do you think it's $10? Do you think it's a hundred dollars? Because what? And so I went on this person's website and looked at their service menu and saw that they were offering business coaching at $400 an hour and offering services at two to $300 an hour. And so it was really entertaining to me to think you don't want to pay $500 to legally work with your clients, like literally like the state laws requiring you to have this and you don't, but you're willing to charge someone $400 for business coaching when you don't even know how to run your own business. Just throwing that out there. And it was, it, it took a minute and I'm going to be honest with you. That was kind of my spiral. And I, I had to just take a step back and just say, this person does not put the value on what you're doing of literally helping her run a legally compliant business. And that's okay. She's valued herself at this and she's valued legal at something lower. And I'm sharing this with you because it took a minute to not clap back of like, well, how much do you think legal work should cost? Or will you try to charge $400 for business coaching and you aren't even running your business very well, right? It takes a second to not spew that out and instead hold it in and say it on a podcast episode. Um, And so what I also want us to take from this is that if we want people to invest in our business, I always say this, if we want people to invest in our business as the experts in what we do, whether it's us giving the best facial or the best massage or pelvic floor physical therapy or building the most beautiful website or doing the best legal work, we also need to then invest in experts in our own lives and businesses who are able to provide those services to us in a way that we would not be able to do for ourselves, in a way that will enrich ourselves and our businesses to be better service providers. Um, I always, I always look at it as, energetically, if you want people to invest in your business, but you're not willing to invest in anyone else's or to invest in any other betterment of yourself, the universe doesn't really understand what you're saying. And, um, it was interesting today. I was actually chatting with one of my girlfriends, Alexa Colley over at forever Friday and the Friday society membership. She's a marketing genius and Alexa just invested some money in getting her legal done with me. And she was saying this about investment that I thought was so, so wise is that we have to get comfortable with the belief that the money we invest in our business will come back in a different form. You don't spend money, you circulate it. Money circulates. It never goes away. It is never created. It is never destroyed. It is just circulated. So if you find yourself hesitant to spend money on your business, I first recommend doing money mindset work first. Like how good is that, right? Money doesn't, is not created or destroyed. It is circulated. And so if you are hesitant about putting money out there to better yourself, then the universe is going to be hesitant to circulate money back into your business. So that's kind of a, a little money mindset spiel right there. But what I also just wanted to say is as it relates to your pricing confidence, don't ever let somebody else's money mindset beliefs or limiting beliefs or hesitancies stop you from showing up and charging the rates that you want to charge. 
Most of us are undercharging anyways, especially those of you who are in careers like fitness and wellness, where you have a huge setup or planning for your clients, like fitness programming, or you're putting together a skincare regimen for them after hours, or you have to set up a room or clean up a room or blah, 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 right? Like there's so many things that go on besides that one hour of service that we do that people overlook when they're putting together their own service menu. And then maybe also share that with your clients of everything that they get when they come to you. For example, when people do legal work with me, I always say, you're not just getting this initial conversation with me. You're getting this email back and forth. You're getting a a agreement that's customized to you that we can tweak. And then I can't tell you how many clients come to me three to six months after and say, I need to update this one thing. And I say, let me just take care of it for you. This is part of the service that you're paying for is that if life happens or a tweak happens, we just fix it. We don't sit there and nitpick you. And so pricing confidence comes from knowing the value that you bring to the table, one, but it also comes from the ability to let other people's disregarding or disbelief or naysaying about what you are and aren't worth, toss it in the fuck bucket and move on, sis. (laughs) Okay, which brings me to my second point of discussion after hours requests and overtime work requests. So I actually got a request on Friday at 1130 to hop on a Zoom call at one o'clock. I love that phrase, hop on a Zoom call. Nobody wants to hop on a Zoom call with you. Nobody wants to hop on a Zoom call on a Friday with you. (laughs) Uh, I got on a request to hop on a Zoom call with like literally 90 minutes notice and negotiate someone's contract with them with the company to which they're being contracted by. And my first thought was, I was like, that is a bold statement to not even say, Hey, sorry for this last minute request or Hey, like, are you available? But just, I need you to get on the phone in 90 minutes and do this. And full disclosure, I was not in a position to do that. Both physically, I was working on someone else, working with on something for someone else. And I mentally was just like, I'm not ready to go like guns blazing into this discussion. Loki, I'm always ready to go guns blazing into this discussion. Who am I kidding? But it was the, I need you to do this in 90 minutes. And I just said, and I I actually didn't reply to the text message. And then, um, because it was also a text message, I don't know how this person got my phone number. And then a few hours later, I get an email saying, Hey, you know, you missed the zoom call. Okay. Um, and I need you to review a contract over the weekend. And these are all like, I need, it's not, are you available? Can you please do this? And like, I, I think my love language is, is appreciation and gratitude. Like I, I've really realized that it is gratitude and appreciation and humility in asking people to do things for you. Um, and so I didn't reply. And then I got another email um, a few hours later. So we're at like three emails and, and like a text message. And, and I finally just got back to this person and said, Hey, I'm actually not available. It's Friday afternoon. My schedule is full. My schedule actually is full for the next 10 days. I'm going away on a vacation and my schedule's full. And they kind of came back to me and, and, and bullied me a little bit and were like, I'm sure you can find a few extra hours to do this. This is very important. Insert name of very important company here. And I really need this negotiated because I'm very important and so much money is on the line and blah, 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 blah. And at this point, I'm like cracking up because it's like, I get it. You're very important. And this is contracts worth a lot of money. And so I replied, you know, the only way I could really accommodate this is if I charge you double my rate and full disclosure at friends, cause we're all honest here. Like I charge, you know, like 350 to $400 an hour for legal. So I'm happy to do this for double the rate. 
on my weekend, on my time off, on my after hours. Oh wait, just in a time that I said I'm not available. I'll do that for $800 an hour. And the client was like, it's really not that much. It's really not that big of a deal. I don't understand why you're asking for this. Um, I'll just wait. And I was like, great, wait. And then this person came back to me again on Sunday now. So this has been like a lot of back and forth and I've already put my boundary down that I have no availability. I really have no availability. The only way I maybe have availability is if you're willing to pay like $800 an hour for a couple hours of work. And this person comes back and it's like, well, I got this contract and it's actually only, it's a, it's a very short contract. So you could really just knock this out. So I don't see why this is an after hours request, bro. It's still Sunday. So where I'm going with this very um, ranty story is this one after hours requests are literally just that they are people asking to come into your energy during your time to serve them. Think about that. This is not like, Oh, I'm, I'm can't make your working hour. I don't even know. Like I don't understand people who ask us as service providers to disrupt our own personal self care time to take care of them because we already spend our day energetically and physically and mentally and emotionally taking care of them. And then the other thing that I would say about it is that when people come into your space and want that sort of very special VIP treatment, they don't think that there's a fee associated with it or that there's a cost associated with it. And so I really want to talk about this because I am willing to bet that of all of you listening to this right now, at least a handful of you have been asked in the past week to accommodate somebody outside of your calendar hours, your working hours, your scheduled hours. I'm just, I just know it to be true, whether it's a can I come at 7 or 8 p.m. after work? Or can I come on the weekend because I work during the week? Or can I do this because insert their special circumstance? And friends, I am here to tell you that every single damn person out there has their own special circumstance. And every other client that comes to you during your working hours figures their shit out. Why is that one client more special than everybody else? Why is that one client more special or more important, I should say, than the time that you have designated to take care of yourself, your mental health, your physical health, your well-being, your family, your friends, your bigger goals? Like, why is that one person's inability to, to like make it work become more important than all of your other priorities? That's what still blows my mind. And so people come to me all the time and say, I need better boundaries about saying yes to people when I don't want to work. And I'm like, the answer is no. It's just really simple. Just say no. Well, I can't say no, D. Why can't you say no? Just why? Just tell me why you can't say no. And so I wanted to throw a couple thoughts about after hours and overtime requests for you is that if you really, truly do want to accommodate somebody after hours, truly, you're like, I can make that work. I want to first remind you that just because you can doesn't mean you should like favorite life expression, just because you can doesn't mean you should so just because you can accommodate them doesn't mean you should. So when you think about if you can accommodate an after hours or last minute overtime request, really ask yourself, what is this costing you? Is this really costing you, you know, catching up on the real housewives, which I'm, I'm here for Like if that's your happy place, you go there, girl. Is this request costing you time with your children, time with your family, dinner? Is this costing you, okay, you're going to stay an hour late and then you're going to hit rush hour traffic and it's going to take you twice as long to get home. And that's going to put you in a really pissed off mood. It's real in LA friends. It's real. And I don't go out past certain hours because I do not want to sit in the traffic on the way home. And so really ask yourself, what is saying yes costing you? Because by saying yes to somebody else, you're taking away that time for yourself. 
Okay. Now, now, now that you've decided what it's costing you, tell me what the value is of that cost, right? Is it worth to accommodate somebody and, you know, miss dinner with your family, but I made an extra $500 because I've worked double time and that $500 is going to pay for my kid's summer camp. Okay. That's totally worth it. Right. Sometimes overtime is worth it. Sometimes overtime or after hours requests really can be worth it because they are going to give you that little extra oomph to take care of a bill or to buy yourself something nice or to then pay for your massage later or whatever that may be. But if you don't know what the cost is and the value is that you're getting out of that, then you're just saying yes and bending over backwards and lighting yourself on fire for people who didn't tell you that they were cold. So the last thing is that if you are going to say yes to anything after hours or overtime, there's a fee associated to this. There is a charge. It is not for free. It is not the normal rate. It is not the, I'm just going to do this once. There is a cost. There has to be because we treat, we train our clients how to treat us. And if they get used to getting special treatment every single time, then they're going to expect special treatment every single time. And that one time that you say no to them, they're going to get all pissy about it because they're used to, and in their head, they know Danielle's always going to bend for me. Danielle's going to take care of me. And yeah, I'm going to take care of you, but I'm not going to bend at my own expense. And so make sure that you are not costing yourself time away from your self-care, which you truly need to refill yourself to then give back to every other client who, again, found a way to make it work for themselves and with their schedules. And you want to make sure that the cost of what you're giving away isn't so much and the value of what you're getting back isn't so much that you're at a loss and that you're depleting yourself for it. I talk a lot about how much I burned myself out in my pregnancy and in those few days leading up to me giving birth to Carter because I was trying to accommodate everybody. And do you know what I got? I got emails in the hospital while I'm still on a morphine drip saying, congratulations about the birth of your son. I still need this. I need this. You need to get me this. And so what happens when we overextend ourselves is we don't just overextend ourselves in the moment. It creates a snowball in our life. We spend less time with ourselves. We're in a worse mood. And yeah, maybe we did make a little extra money, but is that money worth it? So lots of thoughts about, about working past our, our threshold. And this could also apply to maybe you only want to give three facials a day and somebody wants to be that fourth. Do you really want to to give that forth. Maybe you can only handle training six clients a day and somebody wants to get in there. Can you physically handle it? Right? So think about that of like, you might also just be pushed or asked to push your threshold. Okay. And, and just a friendly reminder that like these boundaries are in place for a reason. You know, I love boundaries they are in place for a reason. And so really, really, really check in with yourself about what you're losing by shifting those boundaries. And speaking of boundaries, uh, the last lesson that I have been graciously taught by the universe in the past week or so is about saying no to working with clients. I don't want to, and firing clients and teaching my clients how to fire clients. Friends who we give our energy to means so much and how we use our energy is so, so important. And the thing is, is that we all are incredibly gifted at what we do and we shouldn't just be throwing our shit around just because someone's paying for it. I am very, uh, proud and grateful that I am at a spot in my life where I can fire clients who behave badly. I can say no, thank you to work. And I know that's not always the case. I absolutely do. I accepted a lot of assholes checks in my day and I always tell new business owners, assholes checks clear too. 
just because like you don't necessarily quote unquote want to work with this person. Sometimes you just need the money and that's okay. We all have bills to pay. We all have, you know, green juice to buy and Pilates classes to go to. It's okay to work with clients. We don't want to, but when you get to a place that you know better and you can do better, we do better. So I want to just first and foremost say, um, on behalf of like firing paying clients that you are never under any obligation to continue working with a client. I don't know of any state law that says that you as a service provider have to provide a service for somebody if you don't want to. So long as the reason that you are not providing a service is not discriminatory or in violation of any sort of protected class. Meaning I don't want to teach you because you're too old. I don't want to work with you because you are a certain type of person or you guys kind of get where I'm going here, right? I'm not trying to get on soapbox, but we, we know that we can't discriminate against people in choosing to work with them. So even though I always jokingly say, I don't like to work with men, I absolutely work with men. I just signed a new client on today. That is a nice, very, very nice man. Um, and so really just know that, sorry, Kona's like barking like crazy in the background. The baby's crying and I'm like, mama needs to record this podcast, children. Just everyone needs to chill out. <laughs> um, so really what it comes down to as it relates to firing clients and saying no to working with clients is that you're in control. I don't know how to make this any clearer. You, sis, are in control of your brand. You are in control of the people that you get to work with and you are in control of the people who you no longer want to work with. And so if somebody is completely just acting a fool, they get to leave. They no longer get the privilege and pleasure of being in your space and energy. Now, if you're a business owner, there's obviously some logistical factors to consider. Number one is if they're on some sort of membership or prepay, you have to refund them immediately. You have to make sure that they get the proportionate amount of money back to which they've used or spent. That's pretty easy to figure out, right? Um, if you're firing a client who maybe you do like bodywork services on, you can just say, I don't think this is working anymore. I'm going to decline, you know, any further sessions. And maybe you give them a referral because you're a really great person. You're going, you know, here's a couple other businesses that might be better suited for you. Um, how do you fire a client? Really simple. You just tell them it's not working. <laughs> is it really simple? No. Firing clients is very, very hard. If somebody is an active member of your community and you have to literally fire them in the middle of a monthly membership or a package, of, of sessions or classes or whatnot, you have to have that hard conversation and shout out to my incredible client who had to have that conversation last week. Um, it, it really is just a matter of, 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 you know, putting it in writing and saying, while we appreciate our, you know, previous relationship due to X, Y, and Z reasons, we've decided it's best to no longer, you know, serve together, work together, moving forward, issuing a refund. Wish you all the best. Goodbye. Um, Reasons to fire a client are really simple. They violate your boundaries. They violate other people's boundaries. They're disrespectful. They, you know, they don't want to put in the, the work or their effort. I had coaching clients who I've let go because they just simply waste their own time. And frankly, my time is so valuable to me that I don't want to sit there and pay, get paid to watch them waste their time. It doesn't make sense to me. So why don't you go pay somebody else to watch you waste your time? Because it's not, I'm not interested in that. Um, firing clients is also something that just needs to be not super emotional. It's okay. It's okay to let them go because now what you've done is you've created literal space in your calendar and time and energy. Cause my God, I bet their energy sucks to fill them with better clients who maybe are going to come in at a higher rate, who are going to come in at a way higher vibe, who are going to give you and fill your cup up with whatever, you know, work they're putting in or efforts they're putting in. And so, 
you know, I, I think that we are so scared as business owners to let bad clients go that we put up with a lot of really bad behavior. And um, if that's you, please feel free to DM me because I am happy to send you a voice memo to get that person the F out of your house. You don't need that. Goodbye. Um, and on that same vein, also to be able to say no to a potential client is a really big deal. Um, I've hit a point where if I you know, have a discovery call with somebody and I feel like their energies don't align or they haven't been respectful to me or what I do, or they're diminutive to, you know, my little business. I love that. My little business. Um, I just say, no, thank you. And that's okay. And I, I remember one time, uh, a while back, somebody, I had declined to work with someone and he said, why? And he, he kept demanding to, that I work with him. And I just said, no, our energies don't line up. And then he was like, oh, great. You're one of those people that believes in energy. It's a good thing you didn't want to work with me anyways. And I was just like, bro, I'm trying to tell you that I don't want to work with you. And now you're flipping it around that you don't want to work with me. Isn't that funny? But um, last week I said no to a client um, who was just incredibly difficult to get in touch with a legal client, I should, I should preface. And, and here's the really important thing. The scope of work, which they wanted me to perform for them was just not in line with what I can do. You hear that with what I can do. I I'm pretty confident in myself, guys. You know that I'm pretty, (laughs) pretty confident in the ability to figure things out. I, I just, it's, it would kind of be like asking a brain surgeon to like put together a fitness routine. Like both very talented and skilled people, but trainers aren't brain surgeons and brain surgeons aren't trainers. And so you're asking me to do something that is so far from the scope of my expertise that I have to say no to that. And I think that that's a really hard thing for business owners and service providers to do is to say no when you are not the right person to be providing for that client, whether it is what they're asking for is outside the scope of their work. You know, I have mad respect when I go to someone and say, I really want this done like a, a microneedling treatment. And they're just like, I can't offer that, but I can refer you to somebody who does because that's what their license allows. Or if somebody comes to me and says, I, um, you know, am putting together a fill in the blank, a family law issue. And I'm like, I know nothing about family law. Like the ability to look at a problem or a client and say, I can serve you through my special gifts and zone of genius and magic or what you need. I am not able to give you because that is not my expertise. And I think the ability as service providers to look at a client and say that is, is, is a huge amount of maturity. And I have nothing but respect for people who are able to do that. But what happens more often than not is that there is a scarcity mentality that this client is at your door their credit card is out. They're ready to pay. They like you. So they want to hire you. And so we end up wanting to say yes to them because it's just a no brainer. Right. And again, especially if you're just starting out in business or if you're maybe in like a scarcity money mentality that you just say yes to everyone that comes to you. However, same discussion about what you put out comes back. If you tell this client, listen, I am not the expert at family law. I am not the expert at doing your micro blading eyebrows. I wax them. They will appreciate your honesty. They will appreciate you knowing what your expertise is. They will super appreciate a reference. They will absolutely refer you to all of their friends and families and people who need what you do. 
But when you say yes to something that maybe is not your zone of genius and you do a shoddy job or a half-ass job or you just don't do it as well or it takes 10 times as long or fill in the blank because we all know and we've all been there, what happens, guys? Not the best results. Maybe an unhappy client. Maybe it just stressed you the F out the entire time you were working with them because you were like, I don't really know what I'm doing right now. So please do not think that you have to put up with bad behavior. Please do not say yes to work that you should not be doing. And please have faith in yourself that the clients who are meant for you are going to come to you. And the clients that are going to benefit from your magic are going to be right there when you say no thank you to those who aren't. So moral of the story, three lessons I got to be reminded of and learned in the past week that I hope you guys are able to take some value from. And speaking of taking some value from, my last point of this episode is that I would love to do another giveaway in the month of March. I did a giveaway in December. It was really fun. And so I like to bring it back. And it's something I actually just want to kind of do um, indefinitely, but we'll see how it goes. So I really loved, um, I think one of the things, actually, let me back this up. One of the things I love to do most is I love to go get coffee, take a walk and just shoot the shit with people. Like talking with people is my favorite thing. And I feel like this show is a really great opportunity to connect and chat, but we're kind of missing like the matcha, right? The coffee, whatever it is for you. My drink of choice is an oat milk matcha latte. Don't come for me on my oat milk guys. It's like my one guilty pleasure, but that is my favorite thing. And I would in turn like to have coffee with you. And so what I want to do in the month of March is I want to give you guys a little incentive to love on this podcast a little bit more and share this with your friends and make this a coffee chat. So for everyone who subscribes this month, who leaves a review, I'm going to send you a cup of coffee. I'm going to Venmo you for your favorite coffee, your favorite coffee order, whatever that may be. And so all you need to do is screenshot and send me or tag me on Instagram that you have subscribed in the month of March, that you've left a review on, you know, an episode and let me know. And I'm going to send you a coffee. Um, I'm, I'm like kind of scared how this is going to go. Cause I'm like worried. It might be like a bajillion of you, but if that's the case, then like, then like, let's just do it. But by subscribing and leaving reviews, it really, really, really helps boost the show in Apple Podcasts and in Spotify. And as you all know, we are all just slaves to the algorithms. And so we do what we have to do (laughs) to get things done. And so I am just shamelessly asking you to help support the podcast if you are not subscribed already. Uh, Subscribe, screenshot it, send it to me via Instagram. If you have not left a review yet, please leave a review, screenshot it, send it to me. in Instagram at danielle.stud. And I would love to treat you to a cup of coffee. So have some really fun guests coming for you guys in March. If you have any recommendations for guests, if you'd like to nominate a guest, please let your girl know. I love, love, love getting to connect with not just you, but your people as well and keep building this table. And so until next time, friends, go out there, own your pricing, own your worth, Don't be afraid to say no to bad behavior. I love you guys so much. I'll talk to you soon.